I downloaded Photoshop that day. And the next day I was on Instagram, you know, publicizing to my friends and family, hey, if anyone wants a logo and wants to brand themselves, so I'll make it for you. And then remind you, this is one day after I, I opened up Photoshop for the first time. So like, <laughs> I was super into it. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super experienced. <laughs> yeah. 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 How the fuck did you get that job? The show where two not so interesting guys ask interesting people one question and then interrupt them as they try to answer it. Joining us today is Akshay Ram. Akshay started his career in graphic design doing freelance work with the National Hockey League's Columbus Blue Jackets. From there, he helped Holy Cross University football program as a recruiting design intern. He just finished his sophomore year at Syracuse University, but he's already filled graphic design roles for some of the big game brands in sports, most recently the Los Angeles Clippers. Today, Akshay continues to work as a Social Moments Associate Designer with Bleacher Report and Football Creative Media Associate with Syracuse. Akshay, welcome to the show, and how the fuck did you get that job? That's an awesome intro. I can't believe you guys do that on one take. That's that's great. And the research department did well on that. So, I pure mean, ta- pure talent. Yeah, yeah for pure. sure. Tom Brokaw like talent on the mic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was great intro. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, I, I feel like I I can probably start from the beginning. Um, when I got into sports and stuff, I mean, I work a couple jobs now, but to kind of give you perspective on how I got into it, you know, I'd say I started designing back in like 2012, 2013. I, I just wanted to make logos because I was just so interested in branding. Um, I also wanted to make like wallpapers that my, my friends at school could just put on their phone and kind of show off around school. So um, I used to follow posterizers, which was uh, one of those those design groups. Um, if you if you recognize like Tyson Beck, uh, people like that, they kind of started that up. And I still remember downloading each wallpaper that they have on their site. Um, and it was a group of like some of the most talented designers at that time. Um, I, I wanted to be just like them. I wanted to make wallpapers. So that's really how I got my start. Um, you know, looking forward to doing stuff like that. And, and you said what were that. You just, go ahead. We're a little rusty. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and you said you had a love of branding uh, at a young age. Where did that come from? Uh, I feel like it was probably like my influence. So, to kind of give you a little more perspective, I actually wanted to be a YouTuber. I wanted to be just like Chris Move. I wanted to make NBA 2K videos on YouTube. So, um, you know, I bought an Xbox that same year, and I. I wanted to, to make all my channel art and, you know, get everything so that I felt like a brand and I was able to, you know, really stand out. So um, it was like me doing all that stuff, you know, trying to set myself up as a distinguished brand as myself compared to all the other people that are making 2K videos. I think that's really where I got my interest. Um, and again, just like standing out from other people because there's a ton of people that can get in this industry just trying to do something different. Um, I think that's where it started. And what were you designing on? Like, what software were you using at that time? It was actually Photoshop. Um, nice. So it was, uh, I would look up, I mean, first I, I wanted to figure out how to make a logo. And it started off with me just looking up, how do you make a logo? And I literally clicked on the first video that popped up. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow along with this. And uh, funny enough, I downloaded Photoshop that day. And the next day I was on Instagram, 
you know, publicizing to my friends and family, hey, if anyone wants a logo and wants to brand themselves, so I'll make it for you. And then, remind you, this is one day after I, I opened up Photoshop for the first time. So, like, <laughs> I was super into it. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super experienced. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. And were you and, doing those for free? I was doing them for free. I mean, for me, like, uh, you know, just last, who, was, who was the first person that took you up on that offer? <sighs> if you remember. I, 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 would, I don't know if it was families or friends necessarily because I actually created a Google form and I put a link out. I'm like, fill this Google link out if you want a logo. And I still remember, I think it was like 200 to 300 requests my first day because people just found a link where they could get a, a free logo. And, and like, I feel bad for the person who made the tutorial for the video because I just kind of just switched the colors on uh, the same logo and gave it to everyone. So it was probably someone like sick underscore graphics with an X, S or something like that. Um, um, that's all for their IG handle. That's amazing. That two hundred, like three hundred people are coming. In. Were you, was you, were you like, oh, this is great? Or like, oh, bit like business is so easy. I don't know what everyone. Yeah, I just, uh, imagine, <laughs> I just imagine you coming down the stairs, like after, like, uh, like there's like, so son, like, how was, uh, how was school? It's like, well, I have three hundred logo requests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was actually, it was a, it was a summer project too, because I was like, I'm bored. I have nothing to do. I'm kind of stuck at home. Like, let me just try doing something for fun. I'd rather try something than play video games all day. So um, that's kind of how it started. And I didn't imagine, I think someone shared the link. Someone in my family shared the link because they're like, he's bored, kind of give him some work to do. So that's probably where it got started. And um, that's probably how I got so many requests. Dang. And then, so from there, then you're designing for your YouTube channel. How, how, how focused were you on that? Was that kind of a side project or was that like, okay, I'm, I'm blown up. I'm going to do a video a week. Like how committed were you to it? Uh, it's very funny. I was very committed to the fact that I never ended up making a YouTube video. <laughs> I just, I got into, I got into the whole uh, designing that I bought all the equipment for me to, you know, like record my Xbox and everything. I never ended up recording a single video for uh, for my YouTube channel. I was just so into the design process. Every day I was, you know, following a different tutorial to learn something new. And I was like, by my 10th day, I was like, I'm going to make a wallpaper. So I, I think that's just kind of how it went and how I got into Photoshop. That's super, that's super interesting. So you said it, uh, it to us before, but uh, it seems like the logical next step in college is to major in something like graphic design. Um, but you decide to major in engineering. What, uh, you know, what was that thought process like and what was your college decision uh, process like? Yeah, that's that's a funny story too. Um, I actually did want to go in for graphic design. I didn't intentionally want to do engineering by any means. Um, in fact, you know, my parents always told me, you know, be a doctor or be an engineer. That's, that's kind of what I grew up learning. And um, at the time I, I kind of listened to them. And then I, once I discovered graphic design, I'm like, I'm going to do this. Um, so by seventh or eighth grade, I kind of decided I'm, I'm going to Syracuse. Um, that was just, I used to wear Syracuse. Syracuse exactly. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I did at that time. I, like I, would wear... kid, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told people, I'm like, I'm going to Syracuse. My, I still remember my, my mom would tell her friends and they would think I was crazy because they've never heard of Syracuse. They're like, why would you go to Syracuse? I'm like, I don't know. I just have a feeling I'm going to end up at Syracuse. Um, so I wanted to do graphic design because they're just so well known for graphic design at Newhouse. Um, I went through the process. Um, by the time they actually opened up uh, Sport Analytics, my sophomore year of high school, 
I was like, you know what? I, I'm really good at math. I, I kind of want to work. I want to work in sports. That was like first and foremost. Like I wanted to work in sports. But what if I tried incorporating something I was good at in like, you know, using math, doing analytics um, and being able to possibly be a front office member in the NBA. So like that was my direction my sophomore year. So um, that's what I wanted to do. And because it was so brand new, they were very selective of who they wanted to bring in um, to the program at Syracuse. So that was my first choice when I applied to Syracuse. And my second choice was graphic design. And then I, I had to put a third choice because I was early decisioning there. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I just want to get into Syracuse. I've been telling people I want to go to Syracuse. How am I going to get in? And I, I did a ton of STEM stuff during high school. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to pick a random major and throw it in there as a third uh, third choice because I knew I was going to get one of my first two choices. Like, I, I was just so confident in myself that I was going to get one of my first two choices because I did everything possible to get into Syracuse. I interviewed with them, um, and I just so happened to get a, an acceptance letter that tells me I'm going to the engineering school. So I was I was happy I got into Syracuse, but I was also very disappointed that, you know, I didn't get to do graphic design because I felt like I made the connections I needed with the athletics department when I visited, you know, my, I think the end of my sophomore year in high school, um, I visited and I, I got in touch with the athletics department. And I said, I want to be an intern right now for you guys. Like I want to do it remotely if I can. And, um, you know, they, they were super supportive of it. I think at the time it was only one person. It was a grad student who's now one of our video guys, Mike Lang. And he was super supportive of it. He's like, yeah, I'll try bringing you on. It just never happens. So I guess that's kind of what hurt me in, in the application process. But, um, you know, I, I applied to all, kinds of power five schools and uh, football schools because I did want to work in um, football recruiting. So that's, that's kind of how it, it went in touch with me going to Syracuse. And so then your, your work, so you want to work for Syracuse, walk me through how you end up getting the job with Holy Cross. Yeah. So I, I initially, you know, wanted to get an internship opportunity. So my, my high school, advisors recommended that I reach out to Holy Cross, you know, because I was so familiar playing basketball there um, all my life going to basketball camps. Um, I, I kind of, I decided that it was probably a good idea to reach out. And funny enough, um, you know, two or three days after me and my, my guidance counselor in high school talked about it, the, the lead designer there actually posted um, a job offer or an internship offer looking for interns for the upcoming summer. Um, so I sent in my stuff. Um, I never had real athletics experience. I kind of just sent all my work, my past recruiting stuff that I did with college basketball players before then. I kind of sent that in and I said, that's what I want to do. Um, and then through the interview process, I interviewed with the designer and her creative director. And at the time I didn't realize, but it was his last day there and he was going to go back home to Columbus, Ohio um, and work for the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's where, you know, having that connection and meeting him and interviewing with them, I think he was able to learn a little more, a little more about my skills. And I got to do a few projects with the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's unreal. And so what, what were you doing on the college basketball side? Were you giving those to Holy Cross guys or was that just individually working freelance? Yeah. So um, I, I did college recruiting for their football team at that time. But um, before that, I was just reaching out to guys for fun. Um, at that time, it was a trend to basically make graphics for the the upcoming top recruits. Um, and, you know, me being a Syracuse fan, uh, I saw that Jordan Tucker was looking to 
to go to Syracuse. That was, I think, Syracuse's big target at that time. And he was a top 40 guy. So um, this was kind of late in that recruiting class too. So I reached out and I was like, hey, I do design. This is my page. I made a jersey swap for you. And I, I swapped him to a Syracuse uniform. And then um, he was actually the first person that responded to me. And all the response I got was text me and he gave me his number. And from there, I, I built an instant connection. I think the funny part too, if uh, you know Syracuse fans are listening into this, um, Jordan Tucker is not someone you want to talk about because he ended up going to Duke that, that <laughs> next week. Um, and it was so great because I was able to build a relationship with him throughout the week. And he got, uh, they actually lost out on Kevin Knox, Duke did when he went to Kentucky. Um, so they ended up moving on to Jordan Tucker to basically fill in that small forward spot. Um, so I still remembered Jordan Tucker texting me saying, Hey, I just got a Duke offer. And, you know, a couple of days later, he's telling me he's going to coach K's house and he took pictures of like, you know, everything, all the trophies that coach K has. Um, and that was just such an amazing experience. And I, I, I still remember throughout the week, we were, you know, going back and forth on what the, the creative process would be for his announcement. And um, he wouldn't tell me it was Duke. He, he always told me it was Syracuse <laughs> Duke because I don't think he wanted to leak it. And him knowing that I was a Syracuse fan, I'm sure he didn't want to make that prominent. And I kind of figured just by his interest in like everything he was telling me, like it was going to be Duke. I still remember I was working till 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. of, the day he was supposed to announce, I was only working on the do graphic because in my mind, I just knew that's where he was going to go. See, I I, th- I think I knew where you screwed up. You just shouldn't have given him the Duke jersey swap and said, hey, man, <laughs> only giving you the Syracuse one. <laughs> you got you to gotta go to Q's. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was that was funny. I mean, now we have Marek Dolajai. I mean, once we lost yeah. that on him, we got Marek Dolajai. So I'll take Marek Dolajai all the time. I mean, Jordan Tucker ended up transferring out of Duke you went to Butler, right? semester in. So, um, I mean, that was awesome. And, you know, he was just the start of me being able to build relationships with the rest of the class. Um, that's how I got in touch with Wendell Carter Jr. Um, Marvin Bagley was later in that class. So that was like that big class that Duke brought in. But um, that was really the start where I understood what social media and like player branding was um, with athletes. Um, just being able to to see what their vision is because at that time, being able to put out a graphic to announce your commitment was huge. And now you, you've kind of seen it develop, and now yeah. like you're you're in it. Mm-hmm. What it, with everything changing with name, image, likeness, like and like say like say say he came to you this this year. Say he was a senior going into his freshman year this year, and just said instead of graphic, he's like, man, I I want to make sure I like leverage this opportunity for my personal brand. What what would you say to a kid like that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting, right? In the last, I would say that's four or five years ago, but, you know, every year you've seen progressions, you know, different accounts reaching out to players um, and, you know, different, I think the coaching staffs too, and they're very traditional in the way they approach recruiting in, in terms of how they're approaching um, the, the style and how they're talking to these kids. I think it's still about education. I think when I, when I work recruiting for Syracuse football right now, a big emphasis is I want to be the bridge between our players and the coaching staff because I work for the coaching staff, but at the same time, I'm at the age our players are at. So I'm able to kind of understand both sides of it. And I, I can kind of see through their, you know, recruiting process, what they're asking, what they're looking for. Um, People are still asking for graphics. And I think a lot of people's 
think that logos are the next thing, like, you know, personal branding through a logo is how you have to do it. I'm kind of on the mentality that you need to be an educator, especially people in my field, um, in my position. I want to be an educator to the players being able to say like, hey, why don't you take advantage of, you know, you have this offer, right? Like use it as leverage to get another offer if you can, right? Or use this as a, a as one way to build a connection that might lead you to, you know, meeting another recruit's parent who might, you know, know another coach, something like that, right? Relationships are big, connections are big in uh, today's industry. So um, being able to leverage that, I think that's what I would suggest, you know, taking advantage of the platform to really communicate and storytell. For sure. And so I want to get back to your, your story um, and take us through like walking onto campus uh, as an engineering major. Like how do you, how do you get to, did you, did you reconnect with the guys on the football team? Like what did that process look like? I mean, on, up till then uh, I'll put it out there. I'm not, I wasn't a big football fan. Up, like at that time I was all a basketball guy. So I wanted to work for coach Bayheim. Like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to come in, help him bring in the, the top recruits. That's just, you know, as a student, that's, you can say that it's hard to necessarily put that into words and say, Hey, I'm going to bring in you know, the next number one guy to Syracuse. But um, I did find that opportunity with Syracuse football. I mean, they just hired two new designers when I came in as a freshman, um, an athletics designer and a football designer. Um, and their football designer was from Notre Dame. So he knew exactly what he needed to do to really kind of put us back on the map in terms of football. So um, I messaged him right away and I was like, hey, I'd love to do some recruiting stuff for you, whether it's just the small stuff. And I built that relationship with him, you know, just trying to figure out what football is because I, was, um, I wasn't too familiar with the sport. So um, I just wanted to, you know, really figure out how I can learn about the sport while doing a job like that. And then, so you're starting with Syracuse, starting starting to work in the football program. How does Bleacher Report then work itself in? Yeah. Um, Bleacher Report was kind of something that first and foremost, that was my dream job since I was 10 years old. I got into sports through Bleacher Report. I still remember me and my friends, um, we would, we would sign up for the newsletters when we were like seven, um, seven years old, right when they started. Um, and we would race to see who can read all the articles the fastest um, and then being, being able to, to recite it to each other. So um, I learned sports through Bleacher Report, reading all the articles. And I was one of their biggest fans, I really have to say. Um, so senior year, I mean, senior year of high school, um, you know, the guys that worked, the designers that worked at Bleacher Report were my biggest inspirations. Um, and one of their lead designers just tweeted out, um, can anyone football jersey swap? Send me a message if you can. Um, and I didn't know how to football jersey swap at the time. I've never, I never did it. So um, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of live by the fake it till you make it mantra. So I sent them a cold message anyways. And I'm like, I can do it. Um, and then he said, send, send me your portfolio. And um, I made one on the spot. I made a football jersey swap on the spot. And I sent it over and he's like, let me connect you with uh, a couple of people. And that's where, really where it got started. And, and then it, I made it a goal to reach out to each person on that team to really introduce myself and give them some of my ideas that I have. And uh, that just later ended up, you know, they happened to open up an internship spot last summer um, and I applied for it and ended up, ended up getting it. That's pretty unreal. That's a, there's that common theme of like leaping before looking so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. 
with the with the 300 requests and then with yeah i can do jersey swaps that's no problem yeah that's awesome man so now you're you're helping out with the recruiting on the football side what's been what's been the biggest lesson you've learned in that because you're still kind of in the middle of it Mm -hmm. um i think the biggest lesson you know is being a student, I mean, I'm fully, I'm filling in a full-time role. Um, to give you a little idea of what happened after my freshman year, I was interning for um, Ryan Nix. Um, that was our director of football creative at the time. And three months into the season, he ended up getting a job with the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, which was his hometown. So um, they, we lost him and I was filling his spot Um you know, as an interim in a sense, as a student too. So I'm, I'm doing 18 credits and I'm trying to fill in a full-time role. So as um, an engineering major, 18 credits. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest lesson was, you know, really finding that balance, but also not trying to step on the coach's feet, right? Like as a student, you, you probably want the five stars to come in or the four stars to come in. Um, but the coaches know what they're doing. They, they're experienced. Um, all you can do is just support what their vision is for the program. Um, and at the same time, you know, I, I kind of grow up in this, um, in this, this time where people are using social media to, to really portray, you know, what they're able to do. So um, if I could kind of blend in my knowledge of social media into it, um, it's just really being able to communicate and gain the trust of some of these traditional coaches that, I, I can give you, you know, some of my service that would help you out in the recruiting uh, trail. For sure. And can you talk a little bit more about just recruiting? And I mean, I, you know, worked at Vayner Sports and uh, we recruiting was a big part of that. So talk about recruiting as a grind and what goes into it. I'd have to say it's kind of like a 24 seven job for most schools, right? Um, you, you got, you just have to be prepared for an, an announcement to come out at any second. Um, I've been, you know, kind of privileged to see many sides of it, you know, having a new coaching staff come in this season, it's different to see, you know, how they approach, um, recruiting than our, our previous coaching staff. And I'm, I'm not like the head coach and stuff, but you know, our head coach brought in some new assistants from different schools. You know, one of our coaches from is from the NFL. So trying to get their ideas of like how they use, uh, social media and like how they use creative content because, I love the the aspect of trying to tie in the recruiting experience into creative media. So, um, you know, it's super cool to to see that a recruit starts off with many offers um, and then you start, you know, trying to personalize their experience, right? You're sending them stuff to make them feel like they're at home. You know, we preach family all the time on our team. So being able to make it seem like a like shout out La Familia. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you watched it. That was actually. Course, like, man, I'm the target audience. I gotta yeah. get in to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we can talk about that right after this. But um, the re- whole recruiting thing, like, it started off with you know just trying to make it personable. Um, each every recruit's experience is different, so um, that's what I really shot for. And I did graphic design, but I really wanted to pick up all, all other stuff too. So you know, filling in a role like this, I had to be a photographer. I had to. Um, you know, I had to shoot the recruits when they came onto campus. So, um, you know, just learning stuff like that and being able to fill in any role that, you know, your, your director of recruiting is asking for, um, that's what I had to do. And I mean, it, it's super fun. I love learning about the experiences of different people and that's what kind of tied into La Familia. So, um, to kind of give you an idea of La Familia, that was, 
an idea that was started by one of our senior students that just graduated. Um, and he kind of brought up the idea. He's like, what if we did a docu-series, right, to showcase, um, you know, the atmosphere of Syracuse and the campus. Um, and I bought in right away because I've watched Last Chance U. I've watched Hard Knocks. So we didn't want to necessarily make it like Last Chance U or, or Hard Knocks. Um, I think our vision as students, because this was basically a student uh, proposed idea, we wanted to showcase what student athletes are outside of just the field, right? There's a lot of football into it, but we wanted to be able to showcase, you know, one of our episodes, for example, is Kendall Coleman, who just signed with the Colts, him reciting a, a poem he wrote, right? And we just wanted to be able to bring in that aspect of the stuff that the students do outside of just football and being able to tie it into football. So um, it was a it was a student-run thing where we came up with a list. And at that time, it kind of helped with us um, gaining connections with the team, right? Because as a, as a creative team, you don't get access to the players all the time. So doing a project like that, let us get more insight and learn more about how each player got to the the point that they are. So, um, it started off with the pilot episode. Um, and at the time, I, I don't think everyone was a big fan because they don't want it to become, you know, hard knocks where there's lots of, you know, controversy that's showcased on the docuseries like that we wanted to make it super positive and just inspirational for recruits. So um, that's really how it started. And I'm, I'm super glad. I think it had a really good turnout. That's awesome. Man. That, that's something, I mean, if, if, if every, you, you see it, it's more and more popular, but every football program needs to be doing If they're, if they're not doing that, you're missing out on a key sure the piece of content. Too. Were the players excited that like they got to tell their stories? Uh, yeah, I, I think there was a good, you know, balance between the two, right? It's, completely new i mean we're syracuse our our brand is the fact that we have some of the industry leading you know reporters and um people behind the camera so it's just really finding the balance again trust with the players that we're not trying to put their personal information out there but you know being able to showcase what they did in a 10 and 3 season the year before um so I think we were able to kind of get um, a little um, side of the players that you don't see all the time. That was really what we, we were going for. Some of them were very excited and some of them had to watch a few episodes to, to really enjoy the process. For sure. And I, one that's awesome that uh, that's a student project because I'm super happy yeah. to see that Syracuse is smart enough to give their students the ball sometimes. Um, yeah. But but also um, it, it, it's it's just wild that uh, I mean, like, if I was an athlete or athlete, if I was a Syracuse student, like, a recruit, that would probably be the first thing that I would be watching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had we had a guy that was, you know, he wanted to do documentaries. He wanted to – he didn't necessarily want to be in sports. Um, he just wanted to showcase the lifestyle of a student at Syracuse. So that's what we were really going for, and hopefully that's what we portrayed. That's really cool. And going back to you – I mean, so you're, you're halfway through a Syracuse, the goal going in, working for a front office, I, I'm assuming NBA front office from what mm-hmm. we've talked about so far. Has that goal changed or what's, what, since you've gotten deeper into the sports space, what's, how has that goal kind of evolved? It, it changes all the time, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, and I think that's just um, a result of how the industry is going, right? Every day is sure. kind of a, a different um, – challenge but uh, I, I'd still love to work for an office I want to do analytics that's kind of just my passion on the side 
But um, I also want to be a content creator. I think that's the biggest thing, being able to have relationships with players and showing that side storytelling. I'm huge on storytelling. Um, that's something we kind of preach in our department, being able to tell the story of different players. So um, I'd love to work for a front office um, and be able to, to be that content creator on the side and um, kind of have that two-job role again. Nice. I like that. That's uh, to speak to that. I, yeah, I was sports agent, front office. If you would have told me I'd be doing this with a company at at twenty five, twenty six, I'd be like, no, no, I don't think, I don't think that 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 didn't exist when I was a sophomore in college. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm I'm fresh out for you, man. I, I really enjoyed this. We do have the quick question round, unless David has anything else that, on his end. Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, we'll get into it in the quick questions, but I want to hear about Syracuse football a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, team look like? So we'll get into it though. So let's here we do go. Questions though. Actually, avid listener, so he knows what's coming here. <laughs> Quick question round. <laughs> uh, man, person you'd want to sit down to dinner with? Steve Jobs. Favorite city in the world? Um, probably the city I was born in, Singapore or New York City. Is it okay to sleep with socks on? No, not at all. <laughs> Favorite rom com? I think the most recent one was probably always be my maybe that I watched. So I'd probably go with that. Solid. Best spot to eat at Syracuse. <sighs> okay. This is new for me. And uh, I'm curious to see David's response to this, but uh, dinosaur barbecue was something that I thought people hyped up too much until I went there and got it. So uh, I would go dinosaur barbecue. I mean, dinosaur barbecue is a good choice. I like, I would disrespect people who say possibilities. Yeah, that's, that's overrated. I so think. overrated. Actually, next time you go back, try the limp lizard. Okay. It's like, it's literally like a spinoff dino barbecue, like limp lizard. And <laughs> it is, I, it's arguably better. Um, and then Blarney's is the best $5 burger I've ever had. So check there it out. There you go. I had someone else answer it for me, but. He probably knows a little more than I do. <laughs> Sorry, you still got two more years. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tommy DeVito's one flaw is? I don't think I'm You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say it. He's one of my good friends, so I'm going to I'm gonna pass on that one. There you Are go. you Ty, This isn't in here. Tommy DeVito or Eric Dungy? Oh. There's a correct answer. <laughs> I, I'm going to – I trust – in Tommy DeVito, so I'm going to say Tommy DeVito. That's not the right answer. That's not. <laughs> I, I was good friends with Dungy. I, I, I didn't know Tommy at all. I am the impartial third party. I, I'm all about I, Eric Dungy. All I'm going to say is this season's going to be different, um, and you're going to see a different side that, you know, was probably not necessarily Tommy's fault. Um, I don't think it was I, his fault last no, year. No, I don't think so either. I just yeah. love – I love the Tim Tebow of the ACC, and he never yeah. got a, he never got enough love. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for other than Eric Dungey? Instagram, I think. It's social media, I think there's going to be a whole different platform in 40 years. Social media is going to be so irrelevant in 40 years. I mean – you're in it probably like the past five years is probably the most relevant it's been. So curious to see what happens with social media in 40 years. That's a good one. Uh, Cereal soup? No. In one sentence, how do you sum up the internet? Uh, There are crazy people. (laughs) That's that's beautiful. That that might be, that's a poem. That's a poem. That was beautiful. Uh, a great piece of content has blank. 
I've been preaching it all podcast, but it's storytelling. Go to a quarantine snack. Cookies. What kind uh, of cookies? Chocolate chip. Stop right. and stop chocolate chip cookies. There you go. Uh, Syracuse. I I want to know both Syracuse next football championship and Syracuse next basketball championship. What year? Also, to interrupt you real quick, Bayhams Army did win. We're going to the next round. Thank you. Thank you. I was following <laughs> up with that. Uh, so in three weeks when people are listening, if you guys want to know, in the basketball tournament, Bayhams Army has advanced to the Elite Eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. We're going to So So I mean, listen, there hasn't been force in a while. This is a big deal. Yeah, I'll give you three answers. Back, and Eric Devendorf is the truth. Yeah, three answers. Um, so Bayhams Army is going to win this summer. Um, that's not what you asked me, but I'm going to answer that anyways. Uh, uh, shout out Kevin Belby. <laughs> uh, basketball is going to win a championship in the next three years. It's just tre- trending in the next three years. We're going to be in the final four again in the next three years. I'll, I, can, I can probably guarantee I like that better. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. Um, and then football, I'm not going to answer the national championship question, but I'll answer the ACC. Um, we'll get at the top of the ACC in the next five years. <laughs> That's, I like that. I like that. That's, that's the most practical answer I think we've had. There, there's been, there've been some people who are very doom and gloom and people who are very like way too hype, but that, that's a practical answer. If you ask me the Patriots, that's a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think our final question is in, in 2030, you can catch Akshay Ram blank. In the NBA. Nice. There it is. Actually, Ram, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, where, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at by Akshay Ram. Um, and then hit me up on LinkedIn if you want to, too. Now, TikTok? Where are we at on TikTok? Oh, I hate TikTok. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Out. Awesome. Akshay, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, guys.